Welcome back to another episode of the Complete Student Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Today, we're going to be interviewing my good friend, Jaden Meeks. Jaden, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Good. I'm good, man. And more than anybody that I know, my friend Jaden loves talking about money management. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, man, thanks for being here, dude. Of course, man. And you are you are correct. It is hard talking to being someone who likes finances because like you're at like a normal like dinner conversation, right? And yeah. you're always just trying to like slip in what you want to talk about, but it, no one else wants to talk about finances. So they're like, "How's your week?" I'm like, "That's oh, good, man." I was like, you know, it worked. Uh, hung out with some friends, found out like some new deductions on my taxes, and they're like, "All right, <laughs> it's hard, man." Elaborate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen much, right? Exactly, bro. So this is like this is bread and butter for me, bro. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Well, can you uh, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, just give the listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Dude, absolutely. Uh, so right now I am practicing as a financial advisor uh, and financial coach. And so I'm going for multiple state licenses right now. I'm super excited about it. I get to work with clients and uh, it sounds way more attractive than it is, but it's so hard to get people to really want to talk about it because they're like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I teach families how to escape generational debt cycles and teach them how to build an empire that, that lasts beyond their time. And they're like, wow, how do I do that? And I'm like, all right, let's get started. And then that's like where I lose them right there. So it's like, all right, I got your attention for like five seconds. Yeah, yeah you got you to go in softer. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. funny. Too aggressive. So, I mean, it's become a passion of yours and it's something that you're, you're now doing for work and all that stuff. But like for you, when did you start like like learning about money management, how did you become passionate about it and just kind of it becoming your thing? Oh my God. Well, going through college, having $0 to my name, but still wanting to go out for like Wendy's four for four and like all that <laughs> stuff. Times are rough sometimes, but uh, you do what you got to do. But uh, no, man, uh, I think uh, honestly, a few years ago, I just kind of started getting on this like train and um, I just kind of realized like almost every day, just like looking up like articles and videos about like everything money from like, you know, investing or like credit or like like how debt works and like all that stuff and building wealth. And um, and I've always had this like really big desire to help people, too. And so I know a lot of uh, stories about families that just get screwed over with like all the finances, because like it's not really something we get taught in school. Right. Like right, yeah. I remember being in high school, like learning about money. And the only thing I really learned was like how to go into debt. Like this is how you take out a loan and stuff like that. So um, you just kind of like you get in this spot where it's like, what do I actually do with all this stuff? And so I'm like, how can I like marry these two together, you know? And yeah. um, so I was like, man, I could be like a financial advisor. That'd be awesome. So yeah, um, yeah no, dude, I love it. That's no, that's awesome. And uh, <laughs> I remember being in high school and the only time I'd hear about like money problems is when I was doing math and you have those word problems that no one likes to do. You're like, oh, yeah. oh it's a word problem. Forget it. Right. Oh, so yeah. you're like, like Jimmy sold like 20 watermelons. Yeah. And it's you're like, like Jimmy, what are you doing? I, well, this, this isn't real math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Math is supposed to not teach me how to do anything, right? Exactly. So, uh, but uh, you talked about like you know helping families break generational curses uh, of of managing money. So mm-hmm. um, for you, maybe what are some of the the mistakes that early on you found yourself making, or maybe you find other young people making when it comes to managing their money or working with their finances and. And yeah, how can they avoid some of those pitfalls? Dude, yeah. So I think one of the first biggest things was um, it, it took me until living on my own, paying my own bills to really realize where money came from. Mm-hmm. 
Because when you're young, right, you're like, you get a paycheck and you're like, oh, man, it's yeah. Taco Bell with the boys. It's like Dick's Sporting Goods. Like it's like buy, at the time it was like, like buying airsoft and video games. And then like you're left with nothing. And then it's like, I'll just wait to my next paycheck. Right. And then we're starting it again. Right. So it's like um, but you get to the point where it's like, man, I wish years ago I learned just the importance of like preparing for a future that's not here yet. And so. Um, I find a lot of uh, young people, and especially when I was young, I was like, man, I, I really wish I, I learned the importance of just like where money came from and respecting it when I had it yeah. and figuring out what to do with it, even at a young age before a lot of these needs come up that at the time were just like taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, the other big thing, too, I see a lot outside of that is um, and especially even just like people my age, man, is like um, debt starts early on early on actually the average uh 20 year old in america is already two thousand dollars in credit card debt wow. Wow. yeah so young people however old you are just imagine just a few years here like you uh, statistically you should be about two thousand dollars in debt yeah. um and then early 20s is usually when people are getting out of college and then the average uh college debt right now is thirty thousand yeah. dollars so you're walking out at 23 years old and they're like all right Go be an astronaut. Go, you know, do whatever you go start the YouTube channel, do whatever you want to do. And then you're like starting off in life with all this debt. Right. But that's what you're told to do. So it's like, um, yeah, man. So just like stuff like that, you know, so um, I think it's just a lot of uh, money management skills that can be learned, but they're just not taught in school, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, I totally when I was when I was 16, I got my first job at Cornhusker Auto Wash, hey. and it was really fun. <laughs> and uh, all of my money that I would make basically went to food. Like, oh, it was like, as soon as we yeah. get off, we're going out to Applebee's. <laughs> we're, like, hitting up, you know, getting a smoothie on the way there. And, like, all, all of my money went to went to food. But, like, what are some other things that you see young people doing that's, like, that maybe you should slow down. Like, you get that first paycheck. Like, sure. don't make this mistake. Like, don't spend all your money on food. Don't spend all your money on shoes. Like, that was those are those are my issues. What are some other things maybe you see that like we're spending our money on and we should be doing different? Brand names. Brand Yo, names, look, yeah. look, like the the status is is important, but like there's this really big principle when it comes to like wealth and being rich. And so you can look rich but be broke, or you can look broke but be rich. And so the latter, you are a much more powerful, independent, much more stronger person. But the other, you look good. So yeah. you could wear the AirPods with the Adidas or Supreme or whatever you want to. I'm the, oh, my God. I probably sound so dumb saying Supreme right now because <laughs> I'm sure it's something else by now. But, um, yeah, you can look you can look the part, but your bank account is going to be like next to nothing. Right. Or you yeah. can walk into school every day with Starbucks versus making coffee at home and bringing it in. Now, again, it doesn't taste the same. Doesn't It does not taste the same. Let's get that straight. OK, but but yeah, man, it's it's buying brands. It's it's having your routine that yeah. you think you have to have. But the routine really is the thing that's keeping you in the same spot and it's keeping you from going to the next level in your finances. Um, the other big thing, I think, is uh, a lot of young people think that you got to be like 20 plus to really start caring about money and like you have to be like in the adult stage right, right. um and young people just count themselves out it's like um uh, there's no age for when you can start a business mm -hmm. you can you can be 13 years old and you can get like so you can get some kind of autonomous system built where you're taking in money every single month. like there's no law that says you can't do that right mm -hmm. um if you're if you have a job like if you signed some weird tax form that was really complicated and you go to work and you get a paycheck you qualify for investment accounts. Like you can talk to your parents about 
a custodial Roth IRA. That's wow. a fancy That's a word. word. Fancy word. <laughs> right, right. But write it down. Custodial Roth IRA. If you have income, like you get a paycheck, you can make this investment account. And so money that you don't need right now, you can be putting into that. And by the time you get to my age, so I'm only 23 right now. But by the time you get to my age, I'm 22 years old. Oh, my God, dude, I just said I'm the wrong. <laughs> I'm 22 years old. By the time you get to my age, you could be tens of thousand dollars ahead of me. Yeah. But you are no different than me age wise. Right. So like there's things like that. that like they count themselves out because they're too young and they're still in high school. But, dude, a high school does not have to keep you from like getting started on some of these awesome things. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's so forward thinking. It's not living in the moment, like living in the now. But so you mentioned a couple things, which I thought were, were great about like trying to buy the brand names and all that stuff, things that we should not be doing. Sure. Um, you also mentioned a, a thing that we should be doing, investing in portfolios and stuff. But what are some other things that we should should be doing? Maybe not maybe not the should not, but the should be doing uh, with our money. Like you get that first paycheck and, sure. and how should we think about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think uh, when money comes in, um, you, you got to respect it, I think is really what it is. But the way you do that, one of the most basic skills that you can develop when it comes to money management is budgeting. Um, and, and really, that's what it's got to be. So um, you can decide for yourself, like, man, I would love to save money, like, I would love to invest money. And like, that's its own topic, right? Or I would love to spend money. Like spending money is okay. Like it is okay to walk around with AirPods or like yeah. walk around with the new hoodie or the new shoes or anything like that. But when your paycheck comes in, you got to break it down and be like, all right, this amount is okay to spend. This amount is what I want to save. And then what you put away to save, save it. Like don't touch it, right? Like this is the amount that is going towards this or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, budging is probably like the one of the most basic skills that you can learn at such a young age that will really, really... Um, put you ahead of the game. Um, and then I would really put the emphasis too on like uh, saving too. Because here's the thing, when when you are in high school, like look, you, you don't really have to worry about as much stuff. Like right. you're not worrying about like a mortgage payment or like keeping the lights on most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, right? Yeah. Um, so reality is you're in a really unique uh, stage of life where a lot of these things haven't hit you yet. So you are almost like protected to really just start building this little mountain of money that doesn't have a purpose yet. And that's okay. Because trust me, a few years down the road, it will need a purpose. Because yeah. <laughs> the, the money, the things start coming in that you need to spend money on. Um, but you're in a really unique stage where you just get to save money. And it's like, this might not have a purpose yet, but soon it will. I'm just going to practice that saving muscle. So yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, budgeting, saving it, in your mind, is there like a, a percentage that we should put towards or young people should put towards like, hey, I'm going to put this percentage aside for saving. This is OK. This percentage is OK for me to spend. Like how if you were to give like a really basic um, budget for somebody who's who's still in high school, what would that budget look like? Like, what do you say that it's OK to spend and this is what you should save? Yeah. So I think honestly, that's like up to each individual person. But um, I think that in school, they'll probably teach you somewhere around like 10 to 15% is like what you should put away for savings. Um, in reality, that's actually a lot less than you need. So I think at a young age, probably, I, and this might sound a little boring, but again, you got to remember, like my job and what I love to do is to teach people how to escape debt and how to build like these financial um, empires for their families and their grandkids and all that stuff. So um, really, I think the best thing to do is focus on money of like you, 
at a young age, be in saving mode completely and then make a list of the things you want and how much they cost. And then choose, depending on how much your paychecks are coming in, um, choose an amount that you will take out of each paycheck. So you have to almost work for that. Like you have to earn it a little bit. And here's that sounds boring, but here's what it usually happens is usually halfway on the way to saving for something you realize that costs $300. I actually don't want that. Like I would use that today and not want it tomorrow. But you want to realize that until you were halfway through, like if it took six paychecks to make your way to buy um, the the new shoes or whatever, like you might realize like, man, actually, those aren't the ones I want. So I'm not going to spend money on that. So um, really, I think like all the money should be like saving mode, but then you just pick a list of things that are the things you want to buy and then decide just, I'm going to take a piece of the pie every time a new pie comes in. And that's just going to go towards this separate um, amount that will be used to purchase whatever I want. So, um, and I think, again, that's unique for people in high school because they don't have to worry about budgeting for a lot of the different bills and stuff yet. So uh, I think that they're in a unique position where they're able to do that. So yeah, able to save a whole lot more Mm -hmm. for sure. So, you know, a lot of the conversation surrounding money, it, it can it can feel really um, like self-seeking and, you know, we're, we're definitely warned to, you know, not allow um, ourselves to allow money to be our master, right? So sure. um, when, when you're thinking about it, how, how do we, what level of responsibility or how do we ensure that money doesn't, doesn't become our master? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's one of those things that um, is like, and this sounds like a cliche answer, but really that's such a unique answer for each individual that it really comes to like your walk with faith. Cause I know some people that don't care about money. Like, um, I have, um, my, uh, fiance's cousin, she, um, like one of, uh, her cousins is stepping away from a really well-paying job to go to a really low paying job because it's what she loves to do. And she gets to help people and it's phenomenal, but yeah. money doesn't really have an effect on her, yeah. but other people, just tend to like be so worried about it and they just constantly are working towards it and stuff like that. Um, so it really, it's like, it's a unique like heart check. Like you got to like ask yourself and realize like how much energy do I put towards focusing on money? Because the reality is money is a necessary part of life. Like it's not a sin to learn how to manage money, to love money is to idolize it and put it before God. And that definitely is, that's a huge no, no when it comes to your spiritual health. But, um, I, I don't think that God wants us to neglect it. Yeah. Actually, I think that there are so many verses on money in the Bible. There's over 2,000 verses on money in the Bible. Yeah. So I think there's so much that God does want us to learn how to manage it. And there are so many examples like Job, for example, where God actually blessed him. Or in Malachi, where it says, like, uh, God rewards you with tithing with blessings from heaven. Now, whether or not that's finances is like, you know, it's up to God, right? But um, I think that... Uh, it really, when it comes to money, it should be viewed as a tool. Yeah. And to learn how to use it as a tool actually brings you more freedom. Because a lot of times the reason people are so obsessed with money is usually because they're so bad at man. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I just mean like skill level wise. Yeah. Um, so that isn't a comparison of like, oh, I'm good. Like, no, <laughs> like, I'm learning. But um, it's, it's uh, usually due to poor money management skills that they obsess about money so much and makes them put it above God. But if they're in a position where they're really, really good at it and it's a disciplined area of their life and it's habitual, so they have really healthy habits when it comes to it, um, then money actually starts to take a back burner because it is such a big part of our lives. But when you learn to control your money rather than your money controlling you, then there's so much less room for it to take hold of your life. 
Um, so I think that's actually why God does put so many verses about it, because it's like, no, God does want us to really learn how to manage it, because he knows, like, if you don't learn how to do this, it will become, like, a very important part of your life, then it doesn't need that much energy. So, um, No, that's that's really good, and that I feel like that's really... Uh, th- that's some good heart behind it, and I appreciate what you just said. And I don't. W- I want to go a little bit further too, because as people of faith, like, um, do you do you feel like we have a responsibility to use our money to serve other people? And if so, how do we do that? Like, what does that look like? And and what are some examples of how we can use our money to serve others? Absolutely. Well, I think um, th- one of the most important things about money is tithe. Um, I think tithe is, is God lays it out in Malachi as a tenth of our income. And I think uh, it's a regular practice because God does want us to have a regular practice in our lives where we are forced to sacrifice part of our money back to him yeah. and it keeps it in its proper place. And then the other part of that is because money is a tool, right? Um, that's really all money is when you think about it. It's a piece of paper, but like the only reason it's worth $20 is because someone is willing put $20 of value to it. Right. So like you can't take money to the grave with you. So like, it's not like this, like eternal thing. So like, um, really ultimately it's just a tool. So that tool can be used to build the kingdom in such a unique way. And it should be used to build the kingdom. I think when that tool is only used for selfish gain, that's where so much, there at least so much room for sin and pride. But when you live a generous life where you use the tool to provide for others, to give to others, to serve others. And maybe you don't know how to manage it properly yourself, so you can gift it to someone who does know how to manage it. So like you get like donate money to a charity who is putting the money to good use, but you're just funding the charity, for example. Uh, like that's a great way to give. Um, I, think, I think tithing your church is a great way to give. I also think just the personal examples, like maybe you know somebody, like maybe there's a student at school who has really, really like ugly clothes and I don't mean that in a judgmental way but like maybe they got holes in their shoes or maybe it looks like man that person just hasn't been shopping for like a long time dude what if you like walked in and just like walked up to that person and just handed them like a new pair of jeans or like what if you just handed them a pair of shoes that were like brand new and like that person's just like like dumbfounded because they've never been blessed that way before um oh absolutely man so like money it, it really should be this this tool that allows you to be a really generous a servant-minded person, um, and it enables you to do so much servanthood work, uh, and it should be. I think that that's really God's heart for us when it comes to money. So, yeah. man, anytime I see a video of someone um, like like donating to their classmate or like yeah. surprising, like those videos get me every time. I'm like, oh, and, it, and it's like inspiring too. You're yeah. like, man, I want to go give. I want to. I, I think that's part of it too. When you're being a generous person, it inspires other people to also be generous and um, it gets me every time. So dude, oh, pass the Kleenex. Yeah. It's it's so good, man. It's so good. At the risk of I'm using your words of this conversation becoming boring (laughs) because we're talking about money and young people don't care to talk about managing money, but it's an important conversation. But uh, before we end it, I just want to ask, is there anything else that, that maybe we're missing that we haven't talked about already that you would want to, you want to share with us? Just last, last word kind of thing. Last words. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think one of the best things I could say about money, uh, I would probably just give a, a few warnings and then some encouragement if yeah. that's okay. So um, if you're in high school right now, um, you should know what the general path is that most people take in front of you is the average person will, and there's nothing wrong with this path, but it's just what happens. The average person will go to college. They will get tens of thousands of dollars in debt 
and then they will get out. And not always, but sometimes they get married, and then they buy a house right away, and then they take on car leases, and then all this other stuff. And you're going to be less than 25 years old, and you might already be over 100 grand in debt with all these different things. And that's the direction that society is pushing you. And then also, um, you should know that banks do uh, target younger audiences for credit cards because younger people typically have poorer spending habits. And then if you do get locked into credit card debt, that will be something that will take you potentially years to get out of. Um, So you should know that at your age bracket, like your age right now, you are the target for a lot of these financial systems, how they make money by putting you into debt. Um, so that's ju- that's just important to realize. Now, it's not saying any of those things are bad, but it's just important to realize that that is the path that most people walk down. So just realize if you are walking down that path, the consequences of that, um, if you choose to do that. And so um, and then the other uh, warning I would just say as well is a lot of people, um, they, they don't take money seriously until it's too late. Um, there's a lot of people that when it is time for money to have an impact in their lives, they wish they had started five years earlier, 10 years earlier. Um, And that's a regret that you can never go back and take. So young people have the biggest advantage over anybody in the world, and that is time. Um, Warren Buffett, the billionaire, right? Jeff Bezos, the billionaire. Like these guys don't have the decades that you guys still have. Um, So that's the advantage that you have over the richest people on the planet. Um, But the encouragement too is guys, um, you can become like this world changer. Like you can become someone who changes um, the script of yeah. what typically happens. Like you can make or break, not or break, sorry, wrong word. Like you can really make change in your generation based on things that you are able to accomplish with money as a tool. Um, and just the power and the influence that you can have by someone who does learn to manage their money, you will experience such freedom that is so rare in America today. And you will experience such influence as being able to give money that so many people are unable to give because they're so locked down with their finances that they financially just are unable to be generous. Um, And so, guys, the things that you're able to do with money, you can literally change people's lives and you can change your life, too, to learn these habits. And so, um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's boring. Don't get me wrong. It can be boring. But like if you really want to be a world changer, if you really want to be someone who can like change society and rise up, man, money management skills, almost anything you do, you're going to need it. So it's one of those things, lock it down. It's got to be in your tool belt. Yeah, man, Jaden, you've been such an incredible resource to us today. And um, man, it, it can be a boring conversation, but when you see passion, I feel like passion always trumps being boring. And so like, yeah. I feel like you, you made this exciting for me and I appreciate it. And, and just one last thing before we go, um, because you've been such a resource, is is there any other resources you could recommend to young people um, that, that have been really helpful for, t- for you that, that maybe they can look into to, to take this a little deeper? Absolutely. Um, go to a website. Oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Um, type in nerdwallet.com. Yep. Um, type in nerdwallet.com. That's a fantastic resource that you can use to learn about everything when it comes to money. And they do it in really like, there's a lot of pictures. I like pictures. Um, So it's really easy to get through. Um, A few YouTube channels I like. Um, uh, Not everyone agrees, but the Dave Ramsey show, he's entertaining. (laughs) He can be a little abrasive sometimes, but he's he's entertaining. He's got some great advice. Um, Also, uh, I personally like uh, the Minority Mindset the minority mindset. It's, it's a really awesome guy. And he just talks about all things finances. Um, 
And then uh, app-wise, there's a few ones, like different budgeting apps. Like if you just uh, uh, app search like free budgeting apps, there's so many apps that do it for you. Um, if you want to get into investing, uh, the basic ones, you can try out like Robinhood or Weeble um, or um, Schwab, Charles Schwab. Mm-hmm. It's uh, S-C-H-W-A-B. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're less, if you're younger than 18, uh, y- your parents might have to co-sign. But, but it's, that's a conversation you can have with them that you want to start, like, you know, establishing some of these habits. So those would probably be a few. Oh, and probably one of the biggest ones, too, I would say uh, the Bible. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There's so much financial wisdom in the Bible. And you can just Google that, like, search uh, just verses about finances or, like, what does God say about money? Um, and just go to it is like an ancient source of wisdom for money. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Man, thank you so much. Appreciate your time today. Of course, man. It's going to be a a great episode. So thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah.